In this video, we will explain the real implication of the Belt and Road Initiative of China. If you are new, this channel is to help you understand why the rise of Asia, particularly China, is inevitable, so that you can also profit from the rise of China. If you are interested to learn more, please subscribe and hit the bell notification. Let's begin with the basics. The Belt and Road Initiative, or the BRI, refers to the Silk Road Economic Belt and 21st Century Maritime Silk Road, a significant development strategy launched by the Chinese government with the intention of promoting economic cooperation among countries along the proposed Belt and Road routes. The BRI has been designed to enhance the orderly free flow of economic factors and the efficient allocation of resources. It is also intended to further market integration and create a regional economic cooperation framework of benefit to all. To deeply understand the Belt and Road, as well as its role and task in the historical process, we need to first answer the following fundamental questions. First, why did China propose the Belt and Road Initiative? Because the global system dominated by the United States has failed. Moreover, Americans can't find a cure for globalization's problems. The United States not only does not solve problems, but also wants to get rid of the burden of protecting its neighbors. So, this historical burden and mission now fell on China. The second question, what is the nature of the Belt and Road Initiative? This question can be explained in one sentence. It is an upgraded version of the World Trade Organization or the WTO and the future New World Order. And it is a fundamental upgrading, not a patchy improvement to the old global system. In other words, the WTO has basically withdrawn from world stage. As the formulator, leader, and group owner of the WTO system, the United States took the lead in initiating the anti-globalization movement and started regional trade blocks. This means that the United States, as the group owner, was the first to leave the group. The third question is, we said the Belt and Road Initiative is a more advanced version of globalization, but how is it more advanced than the World Trade Organization? Where is this superiority and advancedness reflected? This question can also be answered in one sentence. The WTO system is the U.S. enslavement of global resources, capital, and labor. The Belt and Road Initiative is the liberation of global resources, capital, and labor. Or, in easier to understand terms, the old system WTO has now fallen behind to the point where it constrains both production relations and productivity. The Belt and Road Initiative not only solves the problems of production relations, but also solves the problems of productivity. The fourth question, why did the Belt and Road Initiative use infrastructure investment as a breakthrough? This question is also very simple. In one simple sentence, before a place gets rich, one has to first build roads. It's like saying that if you want to cook for yourself, you first have to have a kitchen. With a kitchen, you can cook, and if the cooking is delicious, you can open a restaurant and earn money. Therefore, China must first help the broad masses of people in Asia, Europe, and Africa build roads. With the road, they can sell their local products, such as agricultural products, mineral products, and raw materials. With more savings, they can invest and produce goods for trade. Trade needs settlement, and then Chinese banks can provide services and support internationalization of the renminbi. 
The fifth question, what is the relationship between the Asia Infrastructure and Investment Bank and the BRI? Since the BRI is an upgraded version of the WTO led by China, then this bank is an upgraded version of the World Bank led by China. After reading the five fundamental questions about the BRI, let us discuss five fundamental questions and basic assessment of the current world. The first question and assessment is that there is a serious systemic crisis in the global economy. The current world is at a crossroads. The current world is much like the situation before World War I and World War II, since there is still no answer to the crisis of globalization. The second question and assessment, the world is split into two camps. One side is the old world headed by the United States, and the other is the new world headed by China. The United States believes that there is something wrong with globalization itself. But China believes that globalization itself is fine, just that Americans do not know how to lead and govern the world. The third question in assessment, how will the transition from old world to the new world occur from the United States to China? There are two handover methods. One is the bloody way and the other is peaceful handover. Given China's military advancement mentioned in previous videos, there is little chance of a bloody handover. For a soft and peaceful handover, there need to be a consensus and agreement between China and the United States. The fourth question and assessment on what we should do, the fundamental way out is to redesign the new top-level international system based on new global governance ideas and concepts. Based on Chinese experience and Chinese models, in this set of top-level designs, the BRI is the upgrade of the WTO, the AIIB is the upgrade of the World Bank, and the Shanghai Cooperation Organization is the upgrade of the UN Security Council. A new version of the international law is also needed. The fifth question and assessment, after the crisis of globalization is cured, a new civilization based on the community of common human destiny will emerge in our world. To complete this historical task, it takes three steps. The first step is to avoid the world wars and complete the peaceful handover between China and the United States. The second step is to hand over properly, complete the new design and switching to the new system. The third step, the long-term goal of trade is to achieve a global civilization. The advancement of globalization is unstoppable, and the full integration of the whole world is an inevitable consequence. The dream embedded in the BRI, besides common development for all countries, is to build a road connecting different civilizations where mutual respect will replace discrimination. Exchanges will replace estrangement, and mutual learning will replace clashes. Xi Jinping has famously said, it is foolish to believe that one's race and civilization are superior to others, and it is disastrous to willfully reshape or even replace other civilizations. After the subversion of the division of labor system is completed, an old world is destroyed and a new world is built. In terms of construction, the goal of the cooperative system is to liberate the world's resources and population from the U.S. financial colonial system turn the world into big family, use new trade channels and logistics means, and new information and technological means, turn the world into a more efficient and integrated economic community and community of destiny.
This is the answer and direction China gives to the world. This blueprint will reshape the fundamental face of the world and bring humanity into a brand new higher civilization. Therefore, the BRI is not just an economic and trade system. Its far-reaching impact is that is a complete set of civilized systems. If you don't see this fundamental big cultural trend, you can't understand the hundreds and thousands years of the future world. China established a modern country thousands of years ago. So, it had the conditions and ability to organize large-scale national production. Some people ask why China invented gunpowder and guns. Instead of looting the world, it was used to set off fireworks. When some other people learned to use gunpowder, guns, and shipbuilding, so they went around the world to fight, rob, burn, and loot, the return of mankind to the order of peaceful civilization is a major cycle of historical events for thousands of years. No resistance can stop this historical process, especially not the United States. When the financial power of the United States cannot maintain the global financial hegemony, this global system of division of labor with financial colonialism as its core in division of labor as a form will also collapse. This time, it was China who stood up to challenge the U.S. financial hegemony. The course of history cannot be stopped. The British could not stop the decline of their hegemony. The United States today can also not stop the decline of his hegemony. The world will inevitably upgrade from a system of division of labor to a system of cooperation. The globalization led by the United Kingdom is the era of the colonial system. The globalization led by the United States is the era of the division of labor system. And the globalization led by China is the era of a brand new cooperative system. The ascension of the cooperation system is reflected in de-Americanization, decolonization, de-dollarization, de-slavery, and de-hegemony. The top priority is the collapse of the U.S. financial colonial system, that is, the collapse of the hegemony of the U.S. dollar. In these few years of transition period, there will be a short period of great power competition between China and the United States, but this period will not be long. In the next few years, the speed of China's development and progress and the decline of the United States will be unexpectedly fast. The most important point of China's relationship with the United States is that while the RMB is internationalized, it gradually digests the US dollar reserves and gradually defeat the US hegemony. Sino-US trade deal that many people talk about today is not really worthy of mentioning because it is not of great significance, and it does play a significant role in rebalancing the world economy and rebalancing Sino-US trade. In addition, China and the United States still have a lot of work in negotiating the peaceful handover. The United States wants to balance trade with China now. But it has nothing to sell to China. What the United States can sell to China now is just some local produce such as natural gas and the agricultural products. Services such as Wall Street rating agencies, underwriters, or non-essential imports from the United States. American products and services has no competitiveness at all in China. This also shows that the United States can no longer create anything. However, the remnants of the old world economy system will not die out in a while. 
which requires us to bear more responsibility for enlightenment and peace for the future world. The new globalization of the BRI is the dominant era of industrial civilization. The Belt and Road is not only a road to trade, but also a road to peace, a road to wealth, a road to happiness, and a road to the globalization of the R&B. Creating original content is hard work. Your support is what keeps me going. Please like and share this video and leave your comments below. You can also donate to this channel by clicking the link in the description below. Thank you.